The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week we discuss insulin, eurozone inflation, and the barbell. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. On Wednesday, drug maker Eli Lilly said that it would significantly reduce the price of its insulin products. This bucks the trend of Lilly repeatedly increasing prices and comes at a time of mounting pressure on drug companies due to the industry's pattern of abusive profiteering. What is the effect of Lilly lowering prices and how will other industry players react? For almost 30 years, Lilly has raised the price of its most widely used insulin product by more than 1,000%. Now, the cost patients pay out-of-pocket for the company's insulin will be capped at $35 a month. A big win for the millions of Americans who rely on insulin to keep their blood sugar levels in check. While the price reduction is welcome, the benefits are hazy. Lilly's moves are probably less impactful than they appear. The lower list prices only apply to Lilly's older insulin products, and Lilly's CEO David Ricks acknowledged in an interview that there was no guarantee that the company's changes would result in insurers paying less for insulin. Most analysts agree that Lilly will not take a big financial hit. According to the company's website, Lilly will charge between $43 and $66 for a vial of insulin, or roughly triple what it charged back in 1996. Researchers have estimated that a vial of insulin costs less than $7 to manufacture and could be sold profitably at less than $9 a vial. The three companies that control about 90% of the insulin market in the U.S. are Lilly, Sanofi, and Novo Nordisk. Sanofi and Nordisk would not say whether they intend to follow Lilly's moves. Where there is agreement, however, is that in recent years, all three have replaced older products with newer, costlier versions and increased prices. Inflation in the Eurozone eased slightly to 8.5% in February, but the European Central Bank, or ECB, signaled that interest rate hikes might not end anytime soon. What is happening with inflation in the Eurozone, and how will the ECB respond? Data released on Thursday suggested that Eurozone inflation has not come down significantly, raising prospects for further rate hikes in the months ahead. Headline inflation across the 20-member bloc came in at 8.5%. Analysts polled by the Wall Street Journal were expecting a lower inflation rate. Food prices increased month-on-month, offsetting declines in energy costs. Core inflation, which strips out energy and food costs and is therefore less volatile, picked up an estimated 
5.6% in February, which was up from 5.3% in January. All combined, this fuels arguments that the European Central Bank could keep its rate hikes going longer. The ECB has indicated that another half-point hike is on the cards when they meet later this month. And this week, analysts at investment bank Goldman Sachs said that they were raising their rate height expectations for the ECB and pricing in a further 50 basis point hike in May. The U.S. 10-year Treasury yield hit 4% this week, a level not seen since October of 2007. With bond yields spiking due to rapid increases in interest rates, what bond strategy should you be considering for your portfolio? Let's get this important disclaimer out of the way. Your particular goals, risk tolerance, and time horizon should drive the strategy of your investments. That being said, with interest rates on the move, there is something for just about everyone when it comes to bonds. As you know, there is a risk-reward trade-off in investing. More risk equals more return, right? Well, almost always, as bonds are now showing. As mentioned, an investment in the U.S. 10-year pays about 4%. So what do six-month and one-year Treasury bills pay? Lower time to maturity, so less risk, so lower interest, right? Wrong. They yield roughly 5.15 and 5.05% respectively. This is due to a phenomenon called the inverted yield curve, where short-term rates are actually higher than long-term rates. Okay, so if short-term rates give the best risk-reward trade-off, should all your fixed income investments now be short-term? It depends. If you're someone with extra cash on the sidelines, earning nothing in a checking or savings account, then you should probably be looking at short-term bonds. However, if you're an investor that needs income from your portfolio to live, or you already own a lot of short-term bonds, you may want to consider this. An inverted yield curve, like the one we have now, sometimes precedes a recession. In a recession, interest rates tend to drop to help stimulate the economy. Dropping interest rates will lower both short-term and long-term yields. So, consider a bond strategy known as the barbell. A barbell is a tactical strategy that focuses on bonds with two different types of maturities, short-term and longer-term. For example, maturities of three years or less for the short-term holdings, paired with maturities in the 9-12 to 12 year range. This strategy is useful when interest rates are rising because the short-term maturities can be rolled over and receive higher interest rates, raising the strategy's income potential, while longer-term maturities lock in yields when rates eventually fall. Given the inverted yield curve, be mindful of where those short-term, but particularly where the longer-term bonds are invested. Focus on quality companies with strong cash flows whose businesses can withstand a downturn in the economy. 
For more information on the barbell, visit investwithwalter.com. Next week, we discuss tech investing beyond FANG. What opportunities are there outside of Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google? Join us next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week. Yeah.